Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Ring-a-ling, hear them ring. <laughs> oh, please don't sing. Soon it will be Christmas Day. Let's just say ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. You know, I, I think it's so funny we're going to talk about the holidays today. and you It's know, awesome. I know, right? Happy so, holidays, Mikey. Yeah, right? Hey, Brian, well, happy holidays. It, Brian, happy holidays. All right. Hey, you know, it. Uh, it is for some. Right, and uh, sure is. it's uh, you know you, you, if you got the Hallmark Channel, which who doesn't, you know, uh, it, it always seems to work out well. You know, there's always a little strife in the middle, but then boom, everything works out well. It's always a happy, smiley ending. Yeah, right, right. right? That's uh, not so much reality, though, right? It's it could be a challenging time of year. Yeah, totally, and and. You know, the uh, church I go to, I, I, I really like it because it's just real. You know, it's real life. It's not just, you know, getting up there and just preaching about, you know, everything's perfect because everything's not perfect. And I love when our pastor gets up there and he says, you know, for some, the holidays are awesome. For some, the holidays are magical. And for some, you know, holidays can be very painful, either painful memories or they're right in the middle of going through pain right now. And just before we... You know, jump down in the coffee shop. We were chatting with our uh, barista Brian, <laughs> barista um, Brian, barista Brian. Um, you know, you know, just about some of the pain. You know, and he was sharing some of his comments. And I, Brian, I don't know if you want to jump in. And, and yeah, I was going to say, you know, from my experiences, not as an alcoholic, but my dad was an alcoholic. Um, he mm. was a Vietnam vet, and he just had his demons. Um, and he was never abusive towards me. Like, all of his problems were kind of mm-hmm. his own, you know? Um, Internal. Yeah, but uh, Christmas was always a big deal for him. He loved Christmas when he was a kid, and he kind of transferred that over to me. So it's, you know, the day after Thanksgiving every year, we go cut down a tree. And, you know, he did stuff, you know, to make Santa really real to me when I was little, you know? Like, gifts appearing out of nowhere, knocks on the door. Look, there's presents on the back porch and everything. Wow. Um, and, you know, he ended up passing away when I was oh. in high school. I was oh, 16 geez. or 17. And oh. so the mm. holidays are just, you know, I wouldn't say they're rough for me, but it is when I think about them the most. It's no, like, yeah, you start seeing. This day, you know, sure. 20 years later, it's, you know, it still comes up. It's, it makes me a little little sad sometimes. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. You know, the trees, the, the tree stands go up and the, the lights start going on and, Everybody starts smiling, and and inside, you're, yeah, it's conflict. Yeah, it's okay not to smile. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it really is. It's okay to be real, and, and you know, it's okay not to fake it, you yeah, know? Right. <laughs> like my mom used to say, Glenn, put your personality on. Yeah, you know, right. I, you know, even when I didn't feel like it, right? So we certainly recognize the holidays, you know, are certainly magical for some and certainly, you know, painful for others, and sometimes you're you know, kind of meh right in the middle. Right, right, you know? right. So how do we handle them, though? I mean, especially as, as alcoholics, uh, you know, one of the things, as Brian was talking, that really jumped out at me was, 
you know, what impact did I have on my kids uh, through my addictive years? What what impact did I have on my kids in the holidays? You know, I wanted the same thing that Brian's dad wanted, which was to make the event and the holiday season this magical time, right? But how much of my abuse did I did, did I fumble the ball of delivering that magic into their into their hands and heads? Yeah, so probably for our, our little holiday session today, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to go back to the past. I've already made good with the past, you know, and, and I live differently today. So I'm, you know, I'm benefiting from, from living differently. Uh, but what I thought we'd do, if you're cool with it, is we've had some of our listeners reach out because this is a, the holidays are a, um, I don't want to say stressful time, but they're a different time, mm-hmm. right? You know, especially folks, and we deal with a lot of, of newcomers, folks that are newer in sobriety, right? Uh, for them, you know, holiday parties. What do I do? I'm sober. I used to drink. I got drunk the last years and had to be carried out, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of stuff going on. In the holidays, you know, we've talked about triggers and traps and all that. And, and you know, folks relapse during the holidays probably at a greater rate. And I'm making that up. Mm-hmm. But in my perceptions, probably at a greater rate than they do throughout the year mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. Part of the reason I say that is because of my own experience. I went to parties, I went to functions, I didn't know how or what to do. Mm-hmm. So I always landed up relapsing mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I tried playing the game, I landed up relapsing. So what I thought we'd do today is to, we gathered some questions, um, like the most popular questions we hear at this time of year. A lot of them are focused around you know, holiday or family parties, right? How do we do it sober, mm-hmm. right? What are some tips? Great. Okay. Awesome. So the, uh, you know, you know, again, going back to my experience, I went to a lot of parties and functions, and I tried to be one of them. Is that what you refer to as playing the game? Yeah. Okay. I was playing the game. I would I would go in ahead of time, and I would talk to the waitress, right? Um, and I say, look, I'm not drinking. Can you bring me non-alcoholic beer in a glass? Pour it so people don't see it's non-alcoholic. And then when you come around the table, you know, don't ask me what I want, right? Just, just you know, just know that I want another non-alcoholic beer, right? Mm-hmm. I'd set it up all in advance, and, and I was so good at that. Until the waitress, you know, the first one was perfect, mm-hmm. right? And the second one, the, the waitress came around, and she goes, and sir, um, you want the non-alcoholic beer, right? Oh. So here I am, busted, right? Oh, yeah. She outed you. <laughs> oh, I'm flushed out. So guess what happened? I relapsed that night. Oh. You know? And, and there were so many times where I was like, hey, just make me a, uh, a cranberry juice because with, with, with that was my favorite, with, with a lime, right, and, and a stirrer, and I'll pretend like, and, and I'll end up relapsing again. You know? so, um, so that's playing the game. Yeah. So for me, the key to the holidays is the key to everything I do in life, and that's to remind myself of January 6th, 24-hour day book reading. Okay. Nothing is more important in my life than staying sober today. No family member, no holiday party, no work party is more important than my staying sober. And it took me a while to figure that out. It took me a lot of relapses to figure that out. Um, Doesn't doesn't going work in the program twenty three hours a day? That hour you're at the party. Right. If you've if you've been thinking that way for the twenty three hours previous to coming to the party, don't you got a pretty good shot? Well, you know, I'll, you know, I'll tell you what. Um, 
So using that as, as a benchmark, right? Um, you know, there were many parties, you know, th- that I would do. And, and so when, when a party hits my calendar, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Glenn, we're having a work party. It's a holiday work party. It's on December 10th, right? Mm-hmm. The very first thing I do now mm-hmm. is I set a plan for that party, right? I, I, I create a plan. And I work it through not just myself because, you know, a lot of times it's hard for me to, to solve a problem with the same brain that created it, right? So I bring my sponsor in, right? Mm-hmm. So I bring my sponsor in and I'm like, dude, this is what's going on. I got a work party on December 10th. Here's who's going to be there. Here's the expectation. Here's what's happened in the prior four parties. Here's what's going on. Here's where it's at. Here's what's going to involve, Right. So we get all that information and, and data out there, right? What would the environment be like? So the very first thing that we ask ourselves, and we work on this together, is do I have to go? Right. I think Karen said that. Karen said that when she visited us for coffee. She said, do I have a purpose for being at this place? Right. It's not to, do I have to go, but should I go? Mm-hmm. So for so many years, my ego and my mind is like, oh my gosh, if I don't go, they're all going to know. They're all going to know, hey, Glenn's not going for a reason. What's Glenn's an alcoholic. Right. Glenn, Glenn can't handle it, blah, blah. Or, you know, that party will not be great without me. That's ego, man. That's right? ego. Right? So we start to say, hey, should I go or do I have to go? Mm-hmm. Right? There are mm-hmm. some things where you have to go. But again, going back to that January 6th, you know, early in sobriety, I said no to a lot of things. People still like me. Now, a lot of things I said no to, people knew I was drinking, mm-hmm. right? And I was trying not to drink, um, that I was sober. Um, you know, and, and I don't think you have to flush everything through. But there were a lot of decisions. I'm not going to that party. And, and a lot of folks early in sobriety, they don't realize that that's an option, right? Love it. So, um, so then again, when, when we planned, and so let's just say the answer, do I have to go? Yes. Should I go? Yes. Right. So now what's the plan? So we would plan, you know, what, what I would call hit and runs. Okay. Right. So, you know, I would show up and I would stay for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I would show up. I would hit the right people. I would say hi. I'd give hugs. I'd be gregarious. I would give high fives. You know, I, I'd have my ginger ale, you know, and, and I'd be gone in 30 minutes. I had a plan. I've got to run. Yeah. I've got 30 minutes. i got to run. Love you guys. Great seeing you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We're going to kick butt next year. See you later. That's excellent. I live by that, too. Call it hit and run. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't have a name for it, but uh, the same thing. I plan on staying only for a short time, yep. and I'll leave the late-night drama for the lifers. I, I, just, I, I'm not, I don't want to be around when I don't need to be around. I just need to be there, plan to stay for just a short period of time. I, I absolutely did that. Yep. You'd still do. Yeah, and for me, I, I don't need to sit in a drunk fast. No, right. First of all, I don't dance. I don't like dance. I, I, I just don't need all that I've crap. I've seen it. You don't dance. Yeah, so no. That's a true story. I, I just don't need all that crap. So I love the hit and run strategy. I right? love it. So, you know, folks have asked, okay, how do I be prepared, right? What do I do, right? Um, and, and I think this is really important. And again, I'm going back to my story. You've shared your story. These are very important bullet points. What do you do? What will you do if somebody offers you a drink? Mm, got it. Because it's going to happen. Yep. So 
So the key to these, and, and there's a couple of these all around the same area. The key is get your game plan together. Mm-hmm. Uh, get your answers together. Practice them. Practice them out loud because what I found, I'm a stutterer. Most people don't know because I got training, but when I was in kindergarten, first grade, it would take me five minutes to get a sentence out. What I found was when people asked me this and I wasn't prepared, my stuttering came back Mm. like you wouldn't believe because I didn't know what to say or how to say it. So figure it out ahead of time. Here's a couple questions. Figure out ahead of time. Get your plan together and practice it out loud so that you're not a stranger to it, so that you're comfortable with it, so you're not coming across like you're trying to look up, you know, stare up in the clouds to try to find some answers. Yeah, and you know, and the thing is I was trying to find those answers. I, I remember just how it, that would stress me out, the thought that that question would come, Mike, why are, why are you not drinking? Right. Why, why, why are you not drinking? What am I going to say? I have no idea what I'm going to say. Am I going to make up a, well, I'm on new meds. Uh, um, you know, I just what are you got meds a, for? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, once, once you start down that road, once you man, start the rapid down that fire road, questions I know, come. I know. And, and so, okay, the you first what one. I, you know what I ended yeah. up with, though? I don't like what you know what I don't like what alcohol does to me anymore. Right. Yep. And but that that took that took time for me to say. So I mean, be prepared with that. And what I've come up with is I don't like what alcohol does for me anymore. So the that way it. the way I, I love that and the way I put that is going back to the focus of January sixth. Mm-hmm. The most important thing for me right. is my sobriety. Right. And the way I look at that. And, and I really put this in my mind because I'm very assertive about it, about it today. I care more about my sobriety mm-hmm. than what, than you, what think you think of, of me. Right. You know, and, and, and that, so, so the first question, yep. right? Yep. What will you do if someone offers you a drink? No, thanks. <laughs> How hard that's is that? Full, that's a full sentence, isn't How it? How hard is that? Right? No thanks, I got one. You know, one of the things that I make sure I do is I belly up to the bar as soon as I walk yep. into the party and grab my Pepsi, grab my coffee, grab whatever I'm going to grab. I've got something in my hand that pretty much deflects somebody saying, hey, can I get you something? Because I already got something. Right. If, if Exactly. If you're empty-handed. If you're empty-handed, you're, 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 asking, for, you're, you're asking for that question. That's <laughs> you're, right. You're a target, right? That's right. And so it's no thank you. It's I'm good. Thanks. Right. Hold on a second. I got a follow-up to that. Okay. So now I, Smarty Mike has got his Pepsi in his hand, yep. right? Yep. Okay. Time for shots. Who's in? Come on, Glenn. Shot. We're no, all doing shots. In. Nope. No thank you. No thank you. I don't do shots anymore. It's it's not that hard. No thank you. It can stop there. Yep. You know? No thank you is a and, full sentence. And you know, frankly, they're probably not even going to know. All right, whatever, dude. You know? Right. You'll get the one in the crowd that's going to say, come on, man. Right. So so let's break this down. Yeah. Um, I think this is a very key point helping to understand it, what you just said. Most people don't care. They don't care. They just, it's more of a calm and it's more, hey, it's what we're all doing, right? Coming down to it, most people, and let's just say 92%, because that's my favorite number, don't care. Right. The 8% who do care and will come and follow up, mm-hmm. usually they know you from last year. Right. Or <laughs> they have a problem themselves. Right. 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 And they don't want to drink alone. They don't want to, well, what do you mean? Like, like they just can't figure it out. Right. If right? you can't let no thank you, you know, no thank you go. Yeah. Right. So then, excellent. Uh, next one is, um, what will you do or say if someone asks you uh, why you're not drinking? Driving. That's almost a full sentence. Yeah, it's all you need. 
Yep. I mean, oh come on, Mike! You can have a couple. Sure, I can. I can have. I, it'll cost me twenty thousand for the DUI, but sure, yep. I'll go. Yeah, you know what? But on second chance, on second thought, let me have one of those. I got an extra twenty grand for my DUI. Yeah, so that's where you can tie in the coffee and say, "Hey, I'm just drinking coffee because I'm driving Sorry. tonight." Right. You know, I'm being real cautious. Right. Ton of cops out there, right? But you know, be prepared for that. Have an answer, absolutely, right? Because you will be. Hey. Mikey, you drank like crazy last year. Why aren't you drinking tonight? Because I drank like crazy last year. Yeah, and I'm driving tonight. You <laughs> know, I right. mean, it's no, simple, no, right, right? Right, right, right. Okay. Next one is know what you're going to drink, right? right? Have a game plan. You just said you belly up to the bar, right. you get your Pepsi, you get your coffee, you know what you're going to drink. You own your drink that night, not influenced by others. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that to the next level. If you're traveling with a, with a sober partner or a spouse... Um, my spouse, her job is before, as soon as we walk through that front door, her job is to go get me a Pepsi. I don't care. She doesn't because I'm going to get stopped because I'm party Mike. I'm going to get stopped. I've asked her from the very beginning of my sobriety. When we walk into a party, I need you to beeline and get me something in my hand. That's your job. And she'll, she'll knock over little old women on the way to, uh, you know, to the open bar to reception just to get my Pepsi. Right. So that's another tip is, um, you know, make sure there's somebody there. Oh, yeah. Who knows you don't drink. You know, yeah. we, we, we call it accountability. We call it guardrails. Right. You know, but you're not doing it alone. Right. You know, don't, nobody has to do this alone. Right. Yep. That helps so much. Yeah. And, and you know, I, we had somebody say, well, what happens if there's like a champagne toast? Right. Say, hey, I'm going to do my toast with water. It's not going to jinx anybody. It's not going to, you know, ruin the toast, right? And it goes back 92% don't care. Right. And and I have, trust me, I have done 20 toasts, significant toasts over the last five years. I have done them with water every single time. Right. I have never been called out. I don't, again... I care more about my sobriety that's that January what, 6th than what anybody thinks that's about what, That's it. That's the foundation. Um, and, you know, there was, you know, I, I've been pressed one, one time, and I've shared the story before multiple times from the CEO client. Meanwhile, he's drinking his rosé on, light rosé on ice. Mm-hmm. And he's like eight times, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? I said, because I don't drink. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, if, you're gonna, if you press on. Right. So, you know, when you're there, right? You know, and, 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 and some people, I just think it's honest. I don't drink, right? If some people really press and you want to use the medical issue thing, I just think that leads into more questions. Right. You know, and, and so I know a lot of people do that, you know, and just. I have, a, I have a plan for that. Yep. It's my get word. So I tell my, my wife, you know, let's have a get word, you know, time. Time is our get word. Yep. It means it's time to go. Yep. I, I've been put into an uncomfortable position. I'm looking at. I'm not liking the way I'm looking at that bar. It's time. It's right. time. So, so that goes back to the hit and run. Yeah. Um, early in my sobriety, and and even now, I don't go to any event open ended, right? Unless it's an AA event, right? Any event that includes alcohol, right. I do not go open ended. I have a plan. I have an exit plan, because hanging around. He's not good for me. Right. I've proven that. Yeah. We've used that, though. I say time. Yep. And her, the, the rule is, I don't care if you're in the middle of a conversation about anything. It doesn't matter. We're out of here. Right. Next one is, um, 
you know, have your posse, right? Yep. Um, when you're at the event, even if it's a 30, 45 minute hit and run, right? Text your sponsor, dude, going in now. Mm-hmm. Dude, 20 minutes in, all okay. Mm-hmm. 40 minutes in, all okay. Saying my goodbyes, getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. So my sponsor knows when I'm going to that event. Mm-hmm. He is on task. Mm-hmm. If for some reason he can't be on task, I have others teed up, mm-hmm. right? And I make it part of my plan. And guess what? It's socially acceptable to be texting in the middle of a party. Totally, Trust me. Totally Trust is. me. So I hope these helped. I hope so, too. The last one is, uh, well, I have two more. So oh. the uh, last one is, um, you know, and, and I've seen this, so you got to bring it up right, is don't flush your ninth step <laughs> at these holiday parties, right? So there, there's an example out there, you know, a guy last year, you know, puked on Aunt Edna, right? And everybody's looking at him because you were a total ass the last four holiday parties, family holiday parties, and here you have to go. If you decide to go, you don't have to go, you know? But if you decide to go, you know, you don't have to have, a, you know, a big crusade about, oh, I'm sober and I, hey, just don't drink. You know, but I see a lot of people, they feel bad about what they're on step three, right? Mm-hmm. But they feel bad about what they did last year. And now they're in a situation and everybody's looking at them and they're like, oh, there's that thing out there called, um, which, what's it called? Uh, uh, oh, oh, the ninth step. Um, make my amends. Yeah, this is a great opportunity. I only see Annette once a year. That's a great opportunity. I'm going to go over, right? And, and, and they go sit down. They, make, they try to make their amends to Annette. They have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea how to approach it. Their sponsor has no clue. They have no preparation. And they spew on Annette their, their ninth step. And Annette, you know, doesn't accept it, right? right? She's right. like, screw you. You know, you really hurt my feelings last year. I don't ever want to talk to you again. And now, all of a sudden, because there's no preparation, you haven't worked the steps in order, you're working the ninth step earlier than you should, mm-hmm. now, all of a sudden, you can't handle it. And I call that sober maturity. I love it. You don't have the maturity in your sobriety to be able to handle when Ann then says, no, I'm not going to forgive you. That's unforgivable what you did to me last year. Get out of my face. Because right. now, all of a sudden, I can't handle it. I'm sideways. I'm in a drinking environment. And it just puts you in a tough spot, right. right? So work the ninth step when you're supposed to work the ninth step. If if you puked on Annette last year, all you can say is, Annette, I'm sorry. You, you don't have to say anything. If you, just act, if you just act rightly this Christmas, It'll that's going to go a long way for Annette. It'll be different. Yep. And lastly is, you know, don't judge others. Right. If other people in the room... Yes, life is better. You know, you don't need to be a champion for sobriety and mm-hmm. start correcting no, everybody right. and preaching to everybody. I've seen that happen. And it just doesn't work, you know. You don't have to preach, you don't have to judge others because they're drinking. We just don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hope that helps. Well, you know, there, there's some good input in, one la- good one input. Last I appreciate one. the listeners. Have fun. Oh, dude, just totally. just have fun. Have fun being sober. Have fun just in engaging with people communicating nor- just have fun it's Be amazing normal. the fun you can have sober huh? you know it just really is and uh you know you don't have to drink to have fun anymore life is just fun life is better so hey really appreciate hey, the yeah, listeners that shot out and uh and best of holidays to everybody happy holidays thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, 
the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. 